Hello and welcome to From the Platform episode 14. I'm Tom. And I'm Naomi. And this week we're going to talk about nonviolent communication and how it fits into the levels of listening that we talked about in the last podcast. Mm, so what are the levels of listening? Well, so we did go into it in a bit of detail in part one of the previous podcast. Mm. But not everybody concentrates. Not everyone listens to everything in sequential no, and, order. And, and since doing that podcast two months ago, I feel like my understanding of the levels of listening has distilled and I've got a better application of, of how it works. Everything we said last time is true, but <laughs> I want to I wanna kind of drill down a little bit into the levels of listening and what nonviolent communication is, how that works, and then devote the next podcast to the fourth level of listening because it's a whole extra <laughs> paradigm, basically. Is it Nirvana? It's, yeah, basically you, you transcend... Space ears. and time. <laughs> yeah, space and time. And, uh, well, you have to wait for that one. So... This is something from Otto Sharma's Theory U, which you can look up in your own times. There's a lot of information about Theory U out there, but this is one aspect of it, the levels of listening. And so just to recap kind of what we're talking about here, when we're listening to people, we often can engage in different ways. And like the bottom layer of listening is termed downloading, which is basically just listening to what you want to hear, right? And what's interesting is recently I've realised how he applies this to conversation. So in conversation, we can set people up to listen to just what they want to hear as well. So if someone says, oh, hi, how are you doing? You can go, oh, I'm fine. And it doesn't require them to listen to you in any capacity. Mm -hmm. So you're just you're just putting forward pleasantries. They're putting forward pleasantries. And this is our basic small talk, yeah. right? And that, that makes me think of... Um, it's it's not language for a meaning. It's just you're acting out a social, yeah, social function of yeah. just greeting each yeah. other. You're not actually exchanging any information between you. And the focus is particularly narrow. Maybe you've just walked in the door at church. Oh, how are you doing? And you're actually thinking about, oh, I want to find a seat. I want to go and speak to such and such. I want to sit and think, you know, do this, do that, do that. And you just go in with that pleasantry, that social thing of, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? And you're hoping to hear back oh, I'm fine as well, <laughs> right? You want to hit that level one listening where it means... no one wants to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Two, you are right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so if you were to say, how are you doing someone, and someone comes back to you with, ah, oh, you know what, I've had a terrible week, you actually have to stop and go, okay, I need to raise my attention, my level of listening from this social thing that we've got going on to, to something greater. Okay, so maybe to kind of work our way through these levels of listening, we can bring back our character that we brought in maybe a couple of episodes ago, Robin. Who, Sister Robin. Sister Robin, who goes through uh, like different experiences. So, of course, when we're talking about levels of listening, we're relating it to the kind of aims of this podcast are to help people to have better conversations and be more self-aware. So, as an example, we're going to have Robin. You know, she's in her... Lovely Christadelphian Ecclesia, she's having a nice time, doing some Sunday school. She watches, what is it, Blue Planet? What does David Attenborough do? Yeah. Life on Earth? Something yeah. like that. She watches something like that. And there's some really compelling evolutionary science in it. So she does a little internet research and she thinks, oh, I'm going to go and chat to so-and-so about this at my meeting and just see what they think of it. So how would level, first level of listening, that downloading thing, how would that work? So a topic like evolution and creation requires more than level one listening so level one listening would be the person 
say that they're viewers of a seven-day creation, it might be just to palm off the, the conversation and say, sorry, I haven't got time for this conversation now. It would literally be like, for me to engage in this conversation is going to require mm. me to to do more than just have a social, pleasant co- yeah. back and forth with you. It makes me think of, though, like if you go to someone and you and you say, oh, you know, something that's been spoken about in Moldova many, many times, something like women's roles or head coverings or creation, it's quite easy just to download in that situation. Like, and the person who she goes to ask could easily just be like, yep, you're going to say this, you're going to say, what about the fossil record? You're going to say, what about carbon dating? You're going to say, what about David Attenborough? And I, and these are the bam, bam, bam. These are the stock answers. There's a pamphlet. We're done here. Kind of conversation. That's what downloading occurs to me. So that person is just the issue of this. This is what they're going to say. These are the stock answers. Done. I think you're verging into level two there with the yeah. with the factual listening there. So I think level one is even before that. It probably maybe would involve a pamphlet. Be like, oh well, here's a pamphlet on it. Yeah. And maybe they'll give you that and go go and read that, and they won't engage with you. Mm-hmm. And it's this this lack of engagement into any any further listening than a a, a social interaction. So mm-hmm. it might be like, oh yes, that's a very challenging topic, isn't it? Well. I've got to go and make the tea (laughs) right so it's kind of like uh, how do I keep this civil and polite and just move on or could it be when people shut down the conversation by being quite offended and then you feel like you've upset someone so you don't want to go any further with it yeah you could have a um, oh well Clearly, that's a, a whole heap of absolute rubbish and nonsense, yeah, yeah. and I won't be brought yeah, into it. Are you honestly saying that? Blah, 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 the writings of so and so, and David Attenborough is. <laughs> Trumping. Is undermining any... <laughs> all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an essentially level one listening is just trying to steer away from it. Yeah, yeah. So, one key way of understanding level one listening is I in me. Ooh. Okay, so you're purely listening to serve yourself, listening to keep yourself out of a uncomfortable situation. And so then moving on to the next level of listening, which is this factual listening, it's a good way to understand this is I in it. Okay, so you're going for the concrete stuff here. This is where you maybe start referencing things like the fossil record or, or anomalies within carbon dating or so somebody might come along and and say well actually you know they these are the facts and you lay forward your facts so you're talking about it here okay i don't quite understand that so can you give me an example so say robin goes to someone who unbeknownst to her is good at listening at the second level of listening does it have a name second level of listening Factual listening. Factual listening. So someone who's going to do some factual listening to mm-hmm. her. And she says, hi, Dave Attenborough told me this. What do you think? They'd say, oh, well, you know, come and sit down with me. Here's some things for you. Carbon dating ha- has several issues with it. There's dinosaurs, fossils been mm-hmm. found with their, with blood in it, which shows that they must can only be a certain thousand of years old rather than millions of years old. So can I clarify then, is this person, are these issues that Robin has asked or are these issues that someone is presuming that she's thinking about? At level two, do you actually address the thing that someone's asking you rather than presuming what they're asking? There's probably a bit of presumption in it, but it would become a back and forth of facts. Okay. Okay, so it ends ends in a debate slash argument. Okay, so level two basically is debate. Yeah. That maybe doesn't get anywhere because everyone's just more entrenched in their own yeah. area. Their own okay. it. 
Okay, then. So it's like, this is my perception of it. Mm. And these are my facts that back up my perception of it. And does the jacket thing come in here? Otto's jacket? Or is that a different thing? Go on, yeah. In in a sense, this is the start of that. So there's quite a nice video where Otto... Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show, first name terms. Um, this is Otto Sharma. Indeed. He, he gives the example of, I've got a jacket and I'm wearing it. If you, I think he says to me, like, if you insult my jacket, I'm wearing it. So if you insult my jacket, you insult me. So that's a little bit like, I've got a belief or a very strongly held opinion. If I, I perceive that you're attacking that opinion, you're attacking me. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely bring people to mind who I know if I start a conversation with them, they will act as though they're really offended by what i'm saying and actually they're actually quite good debaters because you never want to push it very far but you never really get anywhere in the conversation people Mm. who are very offended and in a church environment where topics are seen as sacred and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff yeah that's a lot more um it's more at the surface isn't it and then otto sharma um then takes his jacket off and he puts it on the chair and he says now my jacket is not part of me so if you things you say about my jacket are not to do with me it's not a personal attack mm-hmm. so i can put my beliefs or my thoughts or the things that i hold important i can put them over there and we can both look at them together mm. which might be particularly hard for a christadelphian to be do incredibly for... hard <laughs> i would i would say yeah. that everyone has something in their lives that they couldn't take off like a jacket that they couldn't be objective about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know you've had a level one listening experience when you've gone away from it probably feeling very unfulfilled and like you haven't even started been listened to dealing with the topic at all you know you've had a level two conversation probably when you've heard new information and you've had someone become defensive over some facts that they hold and maybe will try and find the weaknesses in the facts that you hold Mm. and that maybe will have resulted in a debate or has have been quite frustrating maybe you leave the conversation more entrenched in what you thought yeah even if you didn't think you particularly held that opinion anyway now you're really hold on to it because someone challenged you on it Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah and both these ways of having a conversation are quite narrow they probably feel like you're pushing against something trying to move forward and you're not really getting anywhere in the next episode we're going to do i'm going to talk about how this is very much connected with the left hemisphere of the brain which you know park that we'll 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 think about that next time and that's something that is absolutely fascinating but what what would level three look like is that taking your jacket off that's taking your jacket off and when we did our listening technique episode which i think was like episode three or four Mm. or something that's an example of level three listening. It's where you repeat back to the person what they've said to them. Mm. It's really opening up your will to understand that mm. person and hold back on interjecting with what you think. Mm. Yeah, the formula of it yeah, yeah, just completely prevents you from answering back because the whole point of it is... This isn't a this isn't a time when you're gonna answer back. The whole point mm-hmm. of it is you're gonna to listen to understand that other person. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, go back and listen to that episode, the listening technique one. That's one way of doing level three listening. Or watch Nikki and Scylla talk about it in the um Alpha course. The yeah, alpha the Alpha course, course, which is great. But there's another really, really good level three method of listening called nonviolent communication. And this is by a guy called Marshall Rosenberg. 
uh, the late Marshall Rosenberg. Is he dead? He died in 2015, yeah. Oh, I think I did know that. I'm yeah. sad all over again. He is... It's like if if you know Woody Guthrie, folk singer... Or Woody the Cowboy. Or just cowboy. Woody the Cowboy from uh, <laughs> Toy, Toy Story. <laughs> and he's done a psychology degree, or a PhD even. That's Marshall Rosenberg. And he tries to get people to tune into a needs-based way of communicating. So can I clarify, you're now the third level of listening, which is called... Empathetic listening. Empathetic listening now moves into the non-violent mm. communication bit. So this is bit. I in you. So we've gone mm. from I in me to I in it to I in you. Mm. And this is basically asking... And that bridges across to non-violent communication. Yeah, yeah. non-violent okay. communication is a, That's the a level three yeah. sort of um, style of listening. And it's really, yeah, trying to think, well, why is that person holding this set of beliefs? What, what are the needs of this person? What needs aren't being met by this person? And what needs are they trying to meet through having this conversation? Okay, so it's like when you're upset or you're having a disagreement or an argument or debate, there's all sorts of reasons and feelings and emotions that are all kind of mixed up together whereas this is a way of almost really objectifying those things like really pulling out well what is what is the need that I have and let's really pull it out make sure we can look at it make sure it's right make sure we can talk about articulate it articulate it, yeah. it and then just look at it objectively and say well what are we going to do about that yeah yeah so Marshall Rosenberg saying most of the time when we communicate with somebody we display our needs in a tragic way in a way that the other person won't be able to understand so if we think back to our level one example where robin says yeah i've been watching blue planet some things about evolution on there what do you think about it and the other person maybe shuts it down and says this is a lot of rubbish i can't believe you've been watching that or like you've even started to contemplate or or, mm. or, or, or take, bring this to mind and, and also mention it here or just Oh, yeah, there's a pamphlet. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a tragic way of saying I have a need for the traditions of my belief system to be upheld and Mm. recognised as valid and and be seen as what is the the foundation of my faith mm. and and, and if not, you pull those yeah. away they're gonna be it's gonna be really catastrophic yeah and not be forced into cognitive dissonance which is really horrible so one of the key things about non-violent communication is that you express your need without bringing the other person into it and in so doing you are able to highlight the fact that it is a need of your own and you're not making it anything to do with the other person and how they're interacting with you yeah, it helps you not to kind of lay blame on other people. Mm. So I feel like this because, or I've got this problem because of you. Yeah, so you might say something, I'm really angry because you've brought up this com- this com- topic of conversation. And in reality, that shows that th- the need that isn't being met is is your need. not the other. Per- it's nothing to do with the other person. So it's trying to remove that judgmental um, way of saying my needs aren't being met and I'm judging you as the problem. It's, it's turning the lens back on yourself and saying my needs aren't being met and 
it's because I feel like this or it's because of this experience that I have. And you, you try and be eloquent about the need that you have. So it's like, I feel angry because I find the theory of evolution undermines significantly the faith that I have in Genesis and therefore the rest of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you add a request. And so therefore, I'd like you to be really sensitive about that when talking about this. So that's one way of putting that forward and expressing that need. Now, that doesn't mean that the other person has to shut up and not bring up evolution. They might want to try and express their need as well and have the other person see that. So they might say, well, I feel really curious or I feel disheartened by the fact that this is not talked about at all and I have so many questions. My need to synthesise what I know of science that I've learned in school or seen on TV with what I do in church and what I believe is really, really important to me. And so my request is that we set aside some time to listen to some alternative arguments in a way that is that meets your need to be really sensitive about this, but also meets my need to kind of be curious. Mm-hmm. And now it takes a long time to get to that point. Yeah, I was going to say, you need both of you to have basically gone on the nonviolent communication course and, you know, be really motivated to have a go at it and also brave enough to have a go at it, mm. holding... You know, especially church beliefs and uh, and opinions are very, very difficult to think outside of yourself and objectively. It made me think of, I had a really interesting conversation the other day with someone. So um, for the sake of people listening to this in 100 years time, it's currently 2020, so COVID rules. And at the moment, most uh, ecclesias are having online things going on and I was talking to someone the other day who had spoken to someone who was really upset about the fact that the medium of the meeting had changed as in from one online platform to another and the way the music was was done had changed and this person was just saying oh my goodness what on earth is going on quite clearly the new online platform that we're doing is so much better and the way we're doing music is so much better because it used to involve that person trying to sing live you know and that the technology meant that the sound was really poor quality that kind of thing and this person was saying you know oh, this person now they want to have a meeting about it and they want us to stop using the new online platform we've got to go back to what we did before before we've made a proper decision and um this person was quite aware of it's not obviously not just one shallow thing that's behind a request like that that it must be something a lot deeper and they were kind of saying oh you know maybe that person feels like they've lost their role doing the music or they feel like we need to have proper like due process of things and it was really interesting talking about and I said oh um you know there's a thing called nonviolent communication where you talk about that kind of thing in terms of people's needs and we had a really interesting discussion where we talked about all the different needs that it could be for this person Mm -hmm. you know is it that for them it's really important to have 
have live music in a church service even if it's poor quality you know for them that's proper worship or for them they feel like they're losing their role as the kind of music person or that things because they're changing so quickly in all areas of life this is something you can keep the same and really safe Mm -hmm. maybe there's a need to kind of control and go carefully you know maybe there's just a wider kind of how we organize things and someone's made this decision without the due process kind of thing and it was really interesting because we kind of concluded the conversation by just really appreciating it's so easy to presume what other people think so you might think like oh it's because they want to do the music there we go we'll get them to record their music properly and then they can play it on a youtube video for the thing whereas actually if you haven't spoken to that person established that that is what their need is Mm. you might be doing something completely that doesn't doesn't help at all And, and what's also really interesting is you're probably going forward presuming they understand your need for a better platform and yeah. a better way of using the music. Whereas if that's not been communicated explicitly, mm. then that person will like, oh, well, I don't see the need for this new thing. I thought it was fine how we were yeah. doing it. These people just want to move on because they all just want to be, do the trendy thing that everybody else is doing, yeah, whereas yeah, this yeah, works yeah. absolutely fine. Whereas it might be like, actually, we have a need for music we can enjoy and hear exactly. properly yeah. and a platform that enables better communication mm-hmm. and, and integration and, and stuff, stuff yeah, like that yeah. so if those needs aren't laid out properly then it's really hard to find any sort of compromise mm-hmm. or feel like you've been listened to or having yeah. it be understood or i was going to say the second thing is you could just presume oh that person's being an old fuddy-duddy let's just ignore their email and just carry on as we are mm. without kind of acknowledging even if you think something is pretty trite and silly in your opinion that there's a need that's being overlooked so actually it's really important to kind of you know maybe have a chat to that person maybe oblige them and have a meeting sort of mm-hmm. listen really carefully and even if you kind of know what well, we're gonna make the same decision at the end this person you know we've maybe met their mm-hmm. need because their need was to have a meeting and feel understood mm-hmm. So going back to Robin then, yep. if she's watched some stuff on, on TV about evolution and brings it to somebody, it would be really amazing for her. If that person said, that's interesting, Robin, can I guess or are you feeling curious about this? And do you have a need to explore this idea? Um, what could be a less weird way of saying it do you think well, it's weird because <laughs> it does sound very kind of from a book doesn't it yeah. i'm just trying to think and what could you say so or it, how could you approach it so that the other person is aware of wow it's you're one really of those things that the more you practice it the the more naturally you can yeah. you can make it um but the, the basic idea behind it is getting to the point where you're like why is this important to mm. you i guess you could use the listening one of the listening technique uh, sections is saying and what's what concerns you the most about this mm. that could be quite a good one yeah yeah because yeah. then it would maybe bring up the need like well it concerns me that the rest of the world seem to be yeah. understanding a biology and history of the world yeah. that is incompatible mm. or seemingly incompatible mm. and it makes you feel taught. like actually our church is burying the head in the sand and refusing to listen to it when actually And that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm, And also we haven't had any conversations about this. It's like there's there's an elephant in the room and no one wants to talk Mm. about it or or everyone's kind of avoiding it or giving me a pamphlet about it. Um, Because I guess you could use the listening technique or just be very aware of, especially the first time this person's bringing this up with me, I want to 
it could make you a really good, even more active listener when you're thinking, I'm going to try and work out what this person's needs are. So actually, I'm going to listen and listen and listen and listen. My goal is to find out what's the root of their concern mm-hmm, with this, mm-hmm. and then I can help them with it. I'm not going to jump in with mm-hmm. my answers. Because that way, you're not firefighting, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, quickly, we've got to put this to bed, find the, mm-hmm. the, the answer that fits in the puzzle piece of this mm-hmm. person. Or even jumping in with, well, well, when I was your age, I also had this thought, and this is where what i did and blah 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 yeah 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 and that's a classic thing isn't it like trying to just meet that top level kind of issue when actually you need to get right down to the to the depths of actually i don't feel like i can i have anyone to talk to about these things so i think that would be a good way of uh yeah trying to find out what someone's need is without having to coming across a bit strange or mm-hmm. making them sit and do the uh, non-violent communication course with you yeah and, but the good thing is even if you try and guess at what their need is or what they're feeling about it, what you're doing is you're putting feedback out. You're saying, mm. is this how you feel? Do you have a need for this? And they can mm. say, no, I'm actually feeling this and I've got a need for mm. this instead. So don't be afraid to like have a guess and, and, and get it wrong because what you're doing is you're opening up the conversation to needs mm. and feelings um, which, as we've said in a previous podcast, needs to be dealt with first mm. before you can go on to anything else. I can't remember which episode we were talking about that, where it was yeah. like, actually, at an emotional level, you have... It was the attachment one. We talked about attachment. Potentially. Yeah, but just the idea that you can think a problem solved unless you've really addressed the underlying mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, essentially, this podcast ties in with that listening technique and the attachment one as well i'm not sure that the same episode we did that but mm. the attachment thing is very much closely linked with this mm. you could say this entire series is a carefully planned and honed uh, <laughs> <project>. <laughs> nothing random about us at all not just the last book i read <laughs> so in summary then non-violent communication is really a level three sort of listening it's an i in you sort of listening it means that you try and understand the needs of a person that you're talking to and when you maybe address somebody's needs they might react kind of weirdly to that and go why are you bringing my needs into it this has got nothing to do with me or what I feel and so it, it can still provide an obstacle to get over but it can be something that you just clock and go okay I can see that that person's feeling a particular way and perhaps it's because of this need And maybe on another occasion in a different environment, you can address that and say, you know, I notice you have a need to uphold certain traditions and and ways of thinking. Why is that? What what is it? You know, inquire of of that person what their their history is with that need. And that can really cement a, a nice friendship with someone that then leads on to maybe them opening up and being able to talk more about the topic. And and they might feel safe with you talking about it because you understand their need to um, treat it in a particular way. So, yeah, nonviolent communication is really about observing the situation, suspending your voice of judgment about something, not trying to diagnose somebody with an issue or a problem, but understanding that they have a feeling, noticing what that feeling is and what need is not being met or is being met because of that feeling. And then finally, to make a really clear request to somebody and say, look, I'd really like you to meet this need of mine that you now understand, either now or in the future, in this particular way. And allow it to be a gift, not a demand. That's one of the really key things about nonviolent communication, is not to demand that anybody fulfills your need, 
but to let them know what it is so that they can be conscious of it and gift it to you. And it ensures that people do things because they want to do them for you, not because they feel that they're going to be punished or, or receive praise for doing something. Anything you'd add as a summary? Yeah, I definitely don't know as much about it as you do. I think it's just a nice um, set of vocabulary and a way of thinking about a situation where someone maybe seems to be acting irrationally or is kind of upsetting, maybe just kind of the the order of things or, or disturbing the peace a bit. I think actually that underneath this is, is a need that someone has, that even if it's annoying or something that you don't think is important, it's something to kind of respect and the problem won't go away at its foundation level unless you can actually address Mm. it and also just a way of thinking and a tool for working out what that need is for that person Mm. and also a way if you're the person who has something you want to address expressing it kind of being really truthful also with yourself and with other people about this is you know the crux of it this is what yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what my issue is that honesty is a real big part of it Mm. and also i think like i was just saying then if you can hold that person's needs and understand them and know them and they can know your needs, then you're in a far more secure place mm. together, aren't you? you can there's be more trust. There's more awareness. It's like, I know that I need to talk about this sensitively when I'm talking to you about it because this is really important to you. And if we know each other's needs, and that means that we're friends, yeah, that we're brothers and sisters. So just to, to finish with then, that was that was levels one to three. Next time we're going to look at level four. And level three and level four, they're more right hemisphere ways of listening. Um, and we're going to dig into that in a bit more detail. And, and if you think about levels one and two and the way that they're listening, that they're really ways of listening that don't meet anybody's needs, apart from your own maybe. And they don't communicate anybody's needs. Yeah, apart needs. from your ego. Yeah, it's I and me, my needs, or it's I and it. And it's like, I'm just going to focus on the thing that's between us and not anybody's needs. I'm just going to focus on some facts or something. And they're, they're left brain. We're moving into right brain territory. More on that next time. Just absolutely finally, there is a nonviolent communication Marshall Rosenberg San Francisco workshop, which is the full three hours of a workshop held some years ago on YouTube. It's posted by Centrum Nadina. It's the version with full English subtitles transcription. That's like the full three-hour course. If you really want to get into it, and I recommend you do, go for it. Listen to that workshop. Go through the processes that he talks about, and it's just a really great session to understand um, this way of really empathetically listening to one another. Thank you very much for listening. Here's Levi Gelano to tell you more about WCF stuff, which is really great. You can find more podcasts on their website. And yeah, take care. God bless. (laughs) 